last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart. If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshment. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. everyone. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I am so excited to be hosting tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. It feels like it's been years and it really hasn't been that long, but um, as you guys know, I always loved Mommy's Jammies Night, especially because I can look at this back end here and see people from all over the U.S. And so we are going to have a great show along with those who are in our chat room. Uh, This is a live session, but We um, will have the recordings up afterwards, and they will be available on mommyjammiesnight.com. So if you want to um, listen again later, you can find it there. Um, Or if you're listening in the archives, welcome and join us uh, sometime for our live events. If you sign up for our e-zine at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, uh, you can find out when our show schedule is and when we host live events. Uh, today we were fortunate to have a Facebook party previous to this, so we gave away some great prizes on our Ultimate Time School Radio Network Facebook page, and that was really fun. And we also have door prizes. Um, oh, we gave those away. I keep calling it the wrong thing. We have um, goodies for you on another page on our website that's that will be up for a whole nother day, so don't worry about that. Um, and so you can get those downloads and uh, enjoy those products. Um, just to give you a taste of, of some of the things that we have going on with Media Angels. And uh, just a little bit of background before I introduce my two hosts, uh, who are the traveling girls who are going to speak to us today. Tonight, um, I own Media Angels Publishing, and that's MediaAngels.com. And uh, it is a publishing company I began in 1992. I actually didn't incorporate till 2004, um, but I started uh, writing, um, you know, way back then and uh, started my first uh, book launch um, about then and then, uh, you know, started the company actually a couple of years later in 1994. Uh, so I was speaking and writing and uh, decided, you know, that, that this is where the Lord was, was pushing me toward. And I always thought we were, I would have additional media, but I didn't know what that meant. And then uh, as I was praying about uh, changing some things that I was doing with some online expos, the Lord gave me the idea for this radio network. And the two ladies I am going to introduce now um, are part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, and um, it's an amazing story of how we met. And they are Kimberly Travaglino, I always say your name wrong, Kimberly, I'm sorry, and Mary Beth Groff. So welcome, girls. Hello. Well, thank Yeah, hello. Thank you. And you said it my name perfectly, Felice, so thank you very much for having us. <laughs> well, it sounds like an Italian name, so I, I didn't get that wrong, right? <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? Uh, the way I met uh, both of these girls was Kimberly messaged me and said, um, "I uh, she's a Facebook friend, and she said, I'm going to be visiting in the Fort Myers area 
uh, can we meet for lunch? And I'm going to be bringing along a friend. And when I met them, you know, I thought, wouldn't it be great uh, to have a podcast that dealt with moms who were on the road? And, uh, Kimberly, you um, actually had a podcast previous to this one um, where you you did podcast about being on the road, and now Mary Beth is your partner in crime. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, it's re- that's right, huh? That yeah, that's absolutely correct. In fact, when we did meet you, um, Mary Beth and I both sat down with you and said, "We're not sure why we're here. <laughs> we just felt very drawn to meeting you, and we weren't exactly sure what it was we were going to talk about." Or what we were gonna do? We just yeah, knew we were all in the homeschool that. community. Yep, and uh, so I remember funny. saying to Mary Beth, uh, "I I have no idea what we're gonna be talking about with police, but just come on over." <laughs> I remember walking into that restaurant, and we were both like walking really fast, and we were like in such a hurry. And I remember turning to her right before we went in the door and said, "What are we gonna talk about?" And she goes, "I have no idea. Let's just go." And away we went, and it was just. <laughs> rolled out like that. It was, and we uh, it was didn't, awesome. yeah, we didn't stop talking for two hours. So, well, mm-hmm. every, everybody who knows me knows I have no shortage of words. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. Which which does come in handy when you're a podcast host or, you you know, you do interviews because there's never a dull moment. I always have something to fill in with. Um, but, yeah, I, I was so fascinated by what you were doing because I think I shared with you that I was, um, you know, it was one of my lifelong goals. I mean, we have a little pop-up camper. We're on our second or third one that we've worn out. But, you know, I thought that would be such a fun thing. But um, my husband didn't share my enthusiasm. So we we camp, but we don't, you know, do what you guys do. So, hey, quickly, give us a little um, rundown of, uh, you know, just a little bit about you. And I'm going to urge you guys to go check out uh, Road School Moms uh, podcast. They have a ton of great audios. They have interviewed some amazing people. And some of my favorite shows is when it's just the two of them. Um, they they really do a great job of giving you information. And um, they have prizes and all kinds of things. Uh, so I urge you to check that out and also follow on iTunes. And pretty soon we will be on every other feed. Uh, we have a ton of, of different places where um, the audience can be found because I know for people that don't have iPhones or don't have iTunes, uh, they've been asking. So, of course, you can always listen to the audios, download them on your computer, but um, soon we'll have all the Android versions as well. So go ahead, girls. Uh, Kimberly, do you want to start and give us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, as uh, Felice uh, said, mentioned, I'm Kimberly Travel Clino. I am a full-time RVing mama and a road school mom to four kiddos, ages 12 to uh, four. And um, my husband and I decided in 2007 that we would go full-time RVing, and in 2010 we launched our family, and we never looked back for the last four and a half years. And um, in that time, we realized the lack of support for families who full-time RV. Even though we are a small segment, we do have uh, special support needs, as in how to find an income and how to um, store all our stuff in 350 square feet. And so together, he and I founded Full-Time Family, 
which is the resource for RVing families. And you can go to full-time families and check out all sorts of information, no matter what stage of the game you are in. If you've never heard of full-time RVing as a family before, um, or if you've been full-time RVing and didn't know this resource existed, every level of, um, of participation is available at the website, and you can go find out all about it. And, Wonderful. again, I appreciate you being on the show. Great. Thank you. Mary Beth, well, why don't I, you give us a little nutshell version? <laughs> sure. Well, I am Mary Beth Goff. I am also a full-time traveling um, mama to four beautiful kiddos. And I, unlike my friend Kimberly, had absolutely no intention of traveling, let alone full-timing and living in an RV. Um, I was just a typical Midwestern, uh, very traditional, actually, um, on the outside, I guess, Indiana girl, and uh, my husband and I closed one chapter of our lives with a business, and we're trying to look for um, a new chapter of what we were going to do, and we left on a trip for three weeks, and we didn't come back for almost three months, and wow. uh, somewhere along that way, yeah, Somewhere along that way, um, what I realized, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later when we talk about the dreams, but I realized my dream backwards. Kimberly set out to travel. I backed into our our full-time travel. Um, It was actually kind of more my husband's dream than mine. Um, But what happened on the way is I realized the need for um, for myself um, to find resources for homeschooling um, traveling families. And so what I'd done, I... uh, started putting together things for my own kids, and I was a new homeschool mom. Not only did I start full-time traveling, but wow. I started full-time traveling at the same time I started homeschooling. So the fact that my head is still attached to my shoulders was probably kind of a miracle, but um, that's what uh, really led me to um, to create RoadTripTeacher.com, and that is um, an educational resource for traveling homeschooling families um, for destinations around the United States. And along with that, um, roadtripteacher.com resource. I um, blog and chronicle our travels and um, different things that we do along the way at diaryofaroadmom.com. So that's who Wonderful. I am and what I do. That's great. Well, girls, we're going to be listening to you today, realizing your dreams, praying, planning, and real life. And I'm going to sit back and enjoy your session, and then I will come in at the end and we'll take any of the audience questions. Well, this is really exciting. Uh, I really want the listeners to know, Mary Beth, that right now you and I are actually realizing a dream. Um, We are both longtime listeners of Mommy Jamie's Night, and um, I know way back when, when uh, we tuned in independently, neither of us had any idea that we would one day be featured. Is, Is that not blowing your mind? It is, and I'll have to say earlier I was thinking about just how ironic this whole thing is and how, um, you know, it wasn't our intention. Really, when we met Felice, it wasn't even our intention to have um, to, to ever, neither one of us thought that we were going to go meet Felice and, and you know, realize some sort of a place in the network. We were just so enamored with the whole idea of everything, and I'd followed Mommy's Jamie's Night as had you, and just the whole idea of the network, I loved it, and I was just so excited to meet her. Um, well, and of course, to have lunch with you, that's always an excuse, but to meet her, and um, and yeah, just that it's evolved, and I'm using that word evolved because we're going to talk about that um, a little bit later in our in this show, um, but really that it's evolved and that we're doing this tonight's pretty, uh, 
pretty fantastic. It is. It's wonderful. And you and I together have been able to realize so many dreams. Um, uh, your dream of uh, making Road Trip Teacher into the resource that it has become and my dream of helping families find their on-the-road, turn their on-the-road dreams into reality. Um, we are, I, this is just such the perfect topic for us. Um, but I do want to start at the point of um, – so the topic is, um, is it planning prayer and reality, or is it prayer, planning, and reality? I don't know. I think you have to start with prayer. If I, if I don't start with prayer, then I feel all lost. So I think that it's prayer, planning, and reality. Absolutely. So let's go with that. So like you mentioned, um, prayer comes first. And so um, I know when I, I speak for both of us when I say that um, – Prayer has played a huge part into our lives, and I know for myself personally, um, being on the road has actually helped me grow my relationship um, with God and with and through Christ um, because I have seen him in my daily life. My daily life has slowed down so much that I can actually see God there now and know that he is leading us. Um, do you feel the same way sometimes, Mary I do, and, you know, and that really was, I'll have to say, when I was kind of searching for what we were doing um, and, and what the next chapter of our life was, was going to be, and not that I had any idea that it was going to turn into this full-time, you know, traveling lifestyle, but I can tell you I really was searching for um, a way to grow my family's faith and um, just, you know, a, a, a different way to minister to my family, you know, for myself, and I was just, you know, I was just looking for something that I knew was missing, um, so, you know, definitely for me, I was, I was praying for an answer. I was praying for an open door. Um, I just didn't realize how many doors would shut before I, you know, before I would walk through the right open door, I guess, and realize that it was not my plan, you know, that I was looking for. I think that was where I stumbled so many times before was that I was looking for my plan. And it was not until I realized that I was really just needed to follow his plan, you know, that it became so clear for me. Absolutely. Well, I shared this story with you many times, but I want to share with our new listeners. Um, in 2007, Chris went shopping um, with himself and the three at the time kids that we had, and I stayed home. And what a lovely afternoon I had. I could have done the dishes. I could have vacuumed. I could have dusted, but instead I took a nap. It was a lovely, lovely day. And I remember waking up groggy and getting this phone call from Chris saying, I'm at an RV show and I'm bringing home a pop-up, like Felice mentioned, a pop-up. And I thought, what is a pop-up? And he explained it to me and uh, I uh, begrudgingly opened my computer because remember I was in the midst of a nap, a well-deserved nap. Um, But I begrudgingly opened my computer and saw this camping piece of equipment, this recreational vehicle that you could, you know, wind up and uh, drag along wherever you wanted and uh, go camping. And we had never, ever camped before, and I thought to myself, oh, that that looks pretty interesting. I like things that are compact and uh, have multiple uses. This this fits right into the kind of things that I like. Um, and so I said, wow, that seems really interesting. And he said, so, so I can get it? And I thought, oh, okay, did I just give you permission to buy this pop-up? Okay, whatever, get this pop-up. So he's uh, got an impulsive streak. I don't know if you can hear that in this story, but uh, he does. And he brought home this pop-up, and he wound it up, 
and I stepped inside, and from the soles of my feet to the tip of my hair, I was electrified. And I know that God was there in that pop-up with me that day um, because I was electrified with purpose and and a plan. That had never, ever been my plan before. But I looked all around that pop-up, and I saw all the things the family would need to uh, survive and to thrive. And then I looked at my 3,500-square-foot house and saw all the waste that was really there and all that extra space and all of the stuff we had crammed into it. And I kept looking back and forth, back and forth. And uh, he goes, do you like it? And I just ran past him into the house and immediately Googled families that live full-time in an RV. And that was it. <laughs> I was absolutely on fire with this with this new dream. I, I don't even know when the last time was that I had, had been so passionate about a dream at that point in my life. You know, I was a stay-at-home mom. My kids were in a good school. My husband had a good job. And life was very comfortable in its own type of Americana way. And now looking back, I realize how stagnant it was. Not really comfortable at all, but really just stagnant and one big hamster wheel for myself and my family um, that we were on that I was about to disrupt. Um, And I looked at him finally and I said, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And he said, you're 35. It's a little late for you. (laughs) And I said, no, no, no. I want to live full time in an RV and travel the country with you and our kids. And he just looked at me and said, you're insane. We have worked. We have sacrificed. We have sweated. We have bled for everything that you see, including that silly pop-up. You want to give it all up and live in a camper and tour the country like a rock band? (laughs) And I said, he said, we don't even play instruments. I said, yeah, that's what we're going to do. It's it's clear as day. It, this paradigm shift that went into my head, it was just clear as day for me. And as you know, Mary Beth, for three years, I sold everything he owned and we all owned until there was pretty much nothing. They were coming to get to bed. And he said, what are you doing? I said, we're moving into an RV and we're going to tour the country. I don't know where you missed that. It's all I've been talking about for three years. And finally, he did acquiesce. And now if you ask him, he tells everybody that it was his idea. And I just go along with that because that keeps peace in our house. Um, but that that's what happened. That's how we got to this point. That, you know, that that plan that came, it came into my head, it was literally downloaded into my head all the steps that I needed to take in order to make this a reality for our family. Um, it, it was just really divine. And I want to talk about how you, your, and you mentioned the word evolved, and I know you're going to use it again, but how your vacation evolved into a lifestyle for you and, and what it was about that vacation that you just didn't want to end. Well, um, unlike my crazy, amazing friend here, I had no big plan with a purpose. I didn't have an aha moment or that great light that lit up in the sky. I was, like I talked about before, just really traditional, you know, had the house and the, you know, all the, the kids with the crazy schedules, and my kids were still in public school. Now, I'll tell you that um, one thing that I had had a dream about for a while and had had an inclination is that I wanted to homeschool my kids. My husband was absolutely against it. My family and his family was absolutely against it. Nobody would even let me talk about it. If I said the word home before school ever got out, they cut me <laughs> off. And so... I did have that part of it, but for the rest of it, 
I um, I had absolutely, as a matter of fact, if you talk to any of my friends from back in that part of my life, I am very routine. I eat the same thing. When you go out to different restaurants, I, we, um, I, 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 I do everything the same. I was very routine, and I didn't like to leave home ever. Like, you know, we're from Indiana. If I got snowed in for three weeks, I didn't care. I had milk in the freezer. I was fine. I just, you know, stay home all the time. And what happened, uh, we sold our business. And my husband had this crazy idea. He kept talking about this RV. I want to buy an RV. I want to buy a motorhome. It'd be so much fun to go out west and take this big trip. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so he spent three months or four months with an iPad. Every time I looked at him, he had an iPad. And he was in all this research and all this stuff. And, and I was like, whatever. I mean, I really thought it was something that wouldn't stick. You know, I thought it was just this passing thing. And so... Lo and behold, he comes home with this RV. I mean, we did talk about it. You know, that part of it was, you know, mutual. But I didn't, you know, camping and all that, to me, was like, you know, when I was little and we had this little travel trailer and we met all my aunts and uncles and we roasted hot dogs and, you know, had fun stories for like two nights and then everybody went home. That's, you know, that's what I thought we were going to do. And he comes rolling in in this motorhome and, um, you know, I remember thinking it was pretty fun and, and we were getting ready for this big trip, and we'd talked about it for a while, and because we had just sold our business, and we were between, you know, we had the flexibility not to worry, and I had always worked for myself, so I was not tied to a permanent job, um, and my husband, we had worked together on this um, business of ours, and, and he was a former banker, but, he'd, you know, we worked on this together, and so he was trying to figure out, did he want to go back into the banking industry, did he want to go back to work for someone else, or what was he going to do with the rest of his life? And so his idea was, well, he was just going to take this little three-week vacation and decide what he was going to do with the rest of his life. So when we leave, I vividly remember all of my good friends. It was three weeks before July 4th, and I was adamant that we would be back by July. Don't you worry, we're going to be back July 4th. And Barry would tell everybody, well, we don't know when we're coming back. And I would say, we're going to be back by July, uh, by July 4th. And my oldest son, homebody number two, also was like, we're going to be back in two weeks, actually. Well, let me just tell you, we left on that trip and never looked back. Um, immediately, I was enamored with just the, to- the gift of time that was given to us and um, how immediately our focus turned to our faith, and we were all so thankful to God for all the blessings that we had. And as we drove mile after mile, um, and we did go out west on that first big trip, and what we thought was going to take three weeks, I said, you know, took almost three months. We took this huge trip. And, and with mile after mile, um, the weight of the world that we were living in previously just fell off, you know. And the farther we went, the more we loved it. And um, and I tell this story often, too, as you know, Kimberly. But when we got home from that first little jaunt, I can remember vividly Tyler and I, the two homebodies to begin with, were crying. We didn't want to come home. I don't want to go home. I, we didn't want to go here. We wanted to stay out. And um, so what happened, we got we were home for not even a month, and we went to Florida for what was supposed to be two weeks, and we didn't come back for another three months. And during those um, two different periods of time, we just all realized how much, um, you know, how much that we really missed each other and really how much we didn't know each other. Um, I realized how much my husband didn't know our kids because he was so busy with you know, life, and, and it's to say that everybody can just stop the wheels turning and, you know, and, and that you know, everybody can't just stop what they're doing and, and smell the roses, but, in a, you know, in some sort of a way, I really think that you have to find the time to do that, and that's what we've done, and uh, and what happened over the next two years was just a big evolution. Um, I We never thought we were, we, we tried at the beginning to have a house, 
um, which is what, you know, what we on the road, we like to call it sticks and bricks. Um, we had our sticks and bricks, and we, we tried to keep our house but still live on the road. And what we found was we didn't want to go home, and we were had all this expense of the house, and it was, you know, why were we going there? You know, I, you know, we'd go there, and I couldn't wait to leave again. Um, and so we just really um, evolved. And uh, over those two years, and what happened that the second time that we left, it was time for school to start. And I was like, well, I'm not putting my kids in school. I'll just teach them uh, while we're on the road. And um, so I – that's another funny story because they actually um, – I, I withdrew them from school. I'm sorry, I didn't withdraw them, actually. I actually took them out of school. They only went for a couple of weeks. And, you know, because that's what I was programmed to do. Like, you know, school starts, you send them to school. And I went and took them out of school on vacation for uh, two weeks, and they never went back. <laughs> so that is what, you know, started – I mean, I, I always say I accidentally started homeschooling because that's really what happened. And then, um, you know, along the way, I met Kimberly and, you know, went through all this, uh, the things that when you start living on the road, all the, you know, the first thing that everybody wants to know is how do you make a living? And so that's, you know, something that we evolved. What I thought we was going to do at the very beginning is not at all what we do now. Um, what my husband thought he was going to do is the polar opposite from what we do now. Um, and we just really um, evolved into the lifestyle that we have, but we absolutely love it. And I wouldn't trade it for a single solitary thing. You know, um, there's something so gratifying about achieving dreams. Um, I don't want to say fully your dreams because we're um, obviously we know God has a hand in our dreams. Uh, but there is, I can remember working um, a full-time job in New York City, and one day I had the day off, and um, that lady that wrote Eat, Love, Pray was on, uh, and she had taken a year off to tour the country and write her book. And I that that reality as much as I salivated for it was so out of grasp for me. I rem, I can I still can go back to that moment and think, "Oh my gosh, how, what I need to contact an editor. I need to have an idea. I need to take this year off. I need to travel." I, it it was so a part of my being, this traveling, this nomadic spirit. Um and it was so far away. And so to this day, we meet people on the road who go, oh, uh, where are you from? And they go, uh, there's a big, deep, you know, pregnant pause right there. Where are you from? Hmm. <laughs> How much do I want to explain right now? Do I just pop out and say I'm from Florida? Or do I go through the whole, well, I'm originally from Florida, but now we live full-time in the road and we have done so for the last four and a half years, which is usually what I say because anything else sounds false to me. And I feel like God puts in my path the people that need to hear a little bit of my story for some reason or another, so I don't like to keep it from people. Um, so uh, they go, oh, I wish I could do that. I, I wish I had, you know, a million bucks, and then I'd do that. How many dreams do people put on hold? Now, I know it's not everybody's dream to live in a camp or live in 350 square feet and always be moving with your family. That's very particular niche kind of dream that Mary Beth and I um, thankfully share. But that's not everybody's dream. But everybody does have a dream. And so many times, so many people say, well, but I can't do that. You know, that's never going to work for me. The doubt creeps in, and they just ride that wave and stay in the status quo. Um, do you find that you uh, do that sometimes, Mary Beth? I know I do that all the time. I do, I do. And when I think about, um, you know, the plan that I learned to follow that was his plan, I realized that a lot of the little uh, dreams that I had before 
were realized in this dream that I never knew I had. Like I knew I wanted to homeschool, but I had no path to get there. And um, I knew that I wanted to be closer with my family and, and have, you know, that time to share, but I didn't know how to get there. And so I had all these little dreams that were realized with this bigger dream. And, um, you know, it really was the, kind of showed me the path to get there. Um, and that was, the you know, the planning part for me. Again, it wasn't it wasn't purposeful. It wasn't intentional. Um, I just evolved into it. And it was really when I learned to let, you know, God open the doors for me instead of me trying to ram through them and find my own way that I realized, oh, my gosh, you know, oh my goodness, this is a, you know, there really is a path that I'm supposed to take. And it's so much easier when I just take the one that's, that's given to me instead of looking so hard to find it. Um, you know, that's that's really how I found my peace. And that's what I think. I and mean, I know you and I have talked about this. Um, again, what you know, whatever your dreams are, that they are so attainable, um, and a lot of times not in the in the way that you thought they were going to be realized. Um, you know, sometimes you accidentally find your dreams dreams that you didn't even know you had. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you mentioned, a lot of times we ourselves, our listeners, everyone involved, are the obstacles are actually standing in our own way of achieving our dreams because um, either we, we've decided the way that we're going to achieve it and we just keep banging our head against the wall because then when it doesn't work out or we've decided that we're not worthy of it or we've decided that um, we're going to let fear overrule us, fear of the unknown, uh, fear that uh, maybe people might not approve of our dreams, fear that people will think we're silly for having these dreams. We'll let all that get in the way and just keep on that hamster wheel. And then what happens when you turn around and you're 80 or 90 years old, God bless us all, and uh, and we haven't done it. We haven't taken those risks. We haven't We haven't opened our hearts and let the Lord guide us to what his ideal ideas for our lives what then you you talked about fear and i think um, i always think about this with our friend nancy um vogel smith that um if you don't know her story we actually interviewed her on road school moms and i wish i had the the podcast podcast episode number but i don't have it handy um but we interviewed her that she took her family and they actually backpacked and bicycled across america and she has a crazy wonderful story um but she says what is it kimberly if you um if you're not, if you, something about fear, if you don't have. If you're not afraid of it, something your dream's that, right? not big enough. Yeah, if you're yeah, not afraid of it, your dream exactly. is not big enough. And I absolutely love that. And I go to that all the time. And I think, you know, um, and we talk about this all the time. Not everybody's cut out to live in an RV and be like the rest of us crazy nomadic, um, you know, this nomadic lifestyle. But you know what? If you, you know, sit around dreaming about, you know, owning a cupcake cafe, then by all means, you know, get to bacon. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you have to sell everything you own and, and jump out, you know, the very next day and and go buy real estate for your cupcake cafe. But it does mean that you should take some sort of a step and move forward. And that's what Kimberly and I um, have learned so much, you know, to, to encourage others of whatever, you know, whatever it is that your dream is, just take a step forward and, and, um, and don't lose sight of your dream. You know, I think that's a such a big part of the plan process, the planning process, is to not lose sight, you know, of what your dream really is. Absolutely. And you and I talk about this in the homeschool, road school realm, how much, how the connection between writing things down 
and making them a reality in your life. We talk about writing things down. We have uh, You have a bunch of copy work on your site that helps homeschoolers um, learn and make that connection between um, memorization or understanding concepts and physically writing things down. And um, what you and I have talked about is the way to accomplish a dream to actually make it a reality is to start by writing it down. Just write down what is your dream. There is no silly dream. Just write it down. Like Mary Beth mentioned, my dream is to open up a cupcake um, bakery. My dream is to, um, well, one of my dreams at one point in my life, we want to talk about silly dreams, was to have an ice cream parlor for dogs. And I had (laughs) realized that dream and um, uh, did have the first ice cream parlor in the world for dogs. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And then all of a sudden, kids came into my life and dogs came to take second fill. So, uh Next thing I knew, I had a new business called Full-Time Families. So um, there is no such thing as a silly dream. Start with writing it down. And then my favorite method for realizing a dream, and this doesn't mean you need all the pieces. You don't need to know all the answers. Uh, I I was fortunate when that plan was miraculously and divinely downloaded into my head in a step-by-step fashion, but that might not happen for you. Um, If you uh, don't have that, what you need to start with is a date, right? Don't we always talk about that, Mary Beth? What's the date? When are you going to do this by? When are you going to start? So you mentioned the cupcakes. Okay, so on Sunday, I'm going to sit down and bake 50 cupcakes and uh, ice them and do whatever I'm going to do. Start with one date and then keep moving forward, forward, forward. I've realized that um, from that long time ago when I worked full-time and there was absolutely no way I was going to have enough time to take a year off, here four and a half years off, quote-unquote off, because we we run our own business, but um, here four and a half years of not working for someone else, um, I look back and realize when I made my dream my priority, all of a sudden I was on the right path. Well, and, you know, we've talked about this also, and whether, um, you know, both what I love about our partnership is because we really have came to the same fork in the road, so to speak, with completely different, um, with completely different roadmaps of how we got there. Um, but it really does show that, you know, no matter what your dream is, whether it's, you know, very intentional and purposeful or whether it's by accident or whatever, um, you know, there is a way to get there. And like you say, um, you just have to have some sort of a direction. And, and a date is definitely, uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be like a specific date, like, you know, the 15th. Although some dreams are good like that. You know, by the beginning of next year, I want to do this and this and this. Um, but sometimes it's just, you know, I think you have to talk about it like kind of a season thing too. You know, like in this season of my life, you know, this is what I want to do. Or, you know, I mean, I just think that you have to be open to, you know, all of the information that that comes your way and all of the, you know, the thoughts that you have and really just trying to sort those out and not lose sight of what is really important to you, no matter what, no matter what everybody else thinks, you know? And I think sometimes that's, that, that's something that we run into a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go by that. And then, you know, you pretend that dream is an iceberg. Right and start and or maybe it's your dream is locked in an iceberg, and every day you're gonna chip just a minuscule part of it away to get to unlock it. Just chip, chip, chip. Like 
so back to our bakery um, analogy. Uh, if So start a Pinterest board with recipes that you like and start testing recipes and start talking to your friends and say, hey, uh, I'm opening a bakery. When they say when, just say, any day now, I'm opening a bakery. Uh, do you have any <laughs> celebrations upcoming that you need cupcakes for that I could make for you? I'll make them at cost or I'll make them at a discount or I'll, maybe I'll make them for free if you tell your friends. You know, just start somewhere. Don't wait. The, the the opportunity is never going to be presented to you unless you start walking on that path and start daily chipping away, obsessing about a dream and actively participating in making your dream a reality are two different things. Obsessing means you're taking a seat and just sitting there thinking about it and, and wishing it into reality. And instead, taking that active participation role and making it a reality is, first of all, the only way to attain your dream, and second of all, way more rewarding than just sitting there waiting, hoping it will fall into your lap. Because I can tell you, it took us three years of active participation to get here. And although Mary Beth's, Mary Beth's dream was realized um, in a different way, it still took her active participation in getting to that part, too. Right. I mean, I've, we've been on this path for almost three years and have just realized in the last six months what, you know, what it really was. Um, and I love your analogy. We always talk about the iceberg and chipping it away. But what I really love when you say this is, you know, pretend, pretend that your dream is in an iceberg. Um, the reason I like to pretend that it's locked in the iceberg and you chip away at it is because if it's locked inside the iceberg, you can still see it. And that's the biggest thing is I think you have to, you have to see it. You have to visualize it. You have to talk about it. You have to write it down. And another thing that we also talk about is, you know, you have to find one person that you can really trust with your dream. And you need to talk to that person. And for me, I remember that at the first, really at the first, it was, I really trusted, I could only trust God with my dream. Because when I when I realized what I was really wanting to do, I thought, oh my goodness, everybody's going to think I'm crazy, my husband's never going to go for this, you know, whatever. And so I prayed about it a lot, which takes us back to the, the prayer planning reality. But that's where I really started. And then at some point, I found someone who, you know, obviously it ended up being you, um, but I found someone that they didn't necessarily, you don't have to find someone that actually shares your dream. You know, if you can, then that's that's all the more better. But if you can just find someone that you can trust with your dream, someone that you can trust not to say, are you crazy or you can't do that or what in the world are you thinking or, you know, whatever, you have to find that one person. And maybe it's a spouse or maybe it's a girlfriend or maybe it's a mother-in-law or maybe it's your pastor or, you know, whatever, your pastor's wife. Um, you have to find some way to share that dream with so that you can just talk about it and keep it in front of you at all times because that is what will keep you moving forward. Absolutely. You'll recognize that person because when you share your dream with them, they'll say yes. They will say Well, and crazy. they'll say yes, and they will also, the, the things that they will say to you, and maybe they just listen because a lot of times I just remember, I just wanted somebody to listen to me and not make a silly face or be like, what? You know, it was just that, you know, you'll, like you say, Kimberly, you'll know that person because you'll instantly feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to talk to her about this or him about this again, you know, as all those thoughts build up in your mind. Well, then there's the reality. There's the reality of setbacks on the way to the dream, which um, I have made no joke about. I really do believe that the devil is involved in 
and holding us back from trying to accomplish our dreams. There's so many people that we have counseled who have wanted to have been on the road, and then, um, you know, they're stuck in their dead-end job, and they're not happy with their life, and they, they've been dreaming this dream, and they feel it's time, and then all of a sudden they get that promotion they've been wanting. And, you know, some people see that as a blessing, but I believe when you're that close, I think that there's uh, some temptation going on there. And the devil is sitting there tempting you, saying, which are you going to choose? Are you going to choose your your path or are you going to choose you know, this path and, and ultimately stay in the status quo? And, and you've seen that happen, and I, that's happened personally to both of us. Um, so there are those realities of setbacks, and then there's the reality of the actual dream. Living in 350 square feet is uh, challenging. You know, I'm not on vacation. We're not on vacation all day long. In fact, no. we haven't taken a vacation in four and a half years. <laughs> Granted, I don't feel like I need a vacation from my life because I live at a very slow pace now where I'm not, you know, swamped and, and need to get away. But um, there's a lot of challenges that go along with our lifestyle. And that is a reality that you might not understand is part of your dream. Um, and having some perspective uh, it goes a long way when you realize, oh, oh my goodness, you know, I don't want to get into specifics, but Mary Beth and I and our husbands have to deal with a lot of poop on a one-on-one basis that we didn't have to yeah. do in the houses, and that is a reality <laughs> of our dream. Uh-huh. So, like um, the literal kind, the literal kind, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, what do you goodness. do well, when reality sets in, Mary Beth? Well, um... My usual first defense is denial, which you already know that. I'm I'm very good at that. Um, but I'll tell you one thing that's our lifestyle, and really it's just not our lifestyle, but um, as I've grown my faith in the Lord and I have really handed my life, you know, and the plan of all of it over to him, I've just found that it's so much easier um, to accept the reality of what's going on. And I don't know how many times, and I, sometimes I really think that includes um, just even my friendship with you because how many times you have said to me you are you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be you're exactly where you're supposed to be things happen you know for a reason and all that kind of a thing and I've really um that's kind of my mo for now that's you know that's how I live that's how I see things and when things happen that I don't like or seems to derail the current dream that I think I'm pursuing (laughs) um, or the current path that I feel like I'm on you know I just always have to take a step back and just say okay well you know, it's it's just not meant to be right now. This is where I'm supposed to be instead of there. And, uh, you know, just look to him for the guidance and, and just try to follow the path that he gives me. Yeah, absolutely. If I've learned anything in the last four and a half years, um, and this has been like, it's like God needed me to go on this journey where I could be anywhere in the world at any given time to teach me this lesson, it is that you are always exactly where you're supposed to be. Whether that be a physical location, a mental location, a spiritual location, you are always exactly where you're meant to be. And sometimes that's frustrating. I'm frustrated. Sometimes the rig breaks down and I'm in the middle of Deming, New Mexico, not happy about where I am, and I have to take a breath and say, you know what, I'm exactly where I need to be. I don't know why God needs me here, but he does, and he's and He's with me. So I'm just going to chill out and and stop whining. Well, and you know my biggest um when I really I I'm, I do this whole self-examination thing um and and you know this story and without telling this whole long lengthy part of it I will just share the the end of it and that is um 
My story is really an evolution. Um, as we talked about before, I, you know, I didn't mean to do a lot of the things that have happened, wouldn't trade it for the world. But this all leads up to, for me, um, this past summer, and this is what really pulled my whole, um, you know, the realization of my dream together. I had this dream, what I thought was to travel across the country and to do all this in an RV and to have all this flexibility to do what we wanted. And what happened to me this summer was I got pulled back to our hometown, which I haven't lived in my hometown for 25 years. But I got pulled back to my hometown because my father was sick. Um, and what happened from that, from this last summer, is that I was stationary back in my hometown at the beginning of this whole process. So I was like, are you kidding me? This is the summer we were going to try to go to Alaska. We're going to do all this. You know, we have these plans, blah, 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 blah. And here we are back in Illinois in my hometown. We're stuck here in our RV. And what happened for me was that over the course of the six months that we were there, um, I got to spend all kinds of incredible time with my dad and my family, but specifically my dad. Um, I ended up taking over his business, which I had absolutely no plans for, although it does work for me on the road. I can still be wherever I want to be and work and work from the road. Um, but even more than that, my kiddos, who um, knew my grandmother, their great-grandmother, um, and my great-grandma uh, was a huge part of my life, very, very, very um, center of my life, was very close to her my whole life. But my kids, of course, because we've always lived away from home and we we traveled um, in the last several years, uh, they didn't know her as well as I did. And what happened this summer was they got to spend all kinds of incredible time with her because we were, quote, stuck at home uh, back in my hometown. And um, what a wonderful gift that God gave us this summer because, um, you know, if my husband and I didn't have the flexibility to, you know, work from the road and to be where we were in this flexible season of our life and to be there, um, we wouldn't have this summer. And my grandmother passed away in October. And I look back, and every every single solitary day since that day, October 30th, I have thanked the Lord for putting me in exactly the right place this summer, which I, you know, at the time I thought it was the devil, Kimberly. I, you know, I know you and I had this conversation, but I was convinced it was the devil. Why am I here? Why did this happen to me? We're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be on the road. We're supposed to be doing all these wonderful things. And little did I know that um, all the wonderful things were happening right there. And, um, you know, it really was just, letting him lead you down the right path for his plan. And, um, you know, what a wonderful blessing it was for me. Absolutely. And I love that story. And I love the fact that your family was able to spend so much time with your grandmother before she passed. And it's just, it's just, you're right. It, we, we do have plans and we do have a responsibility to, um, to dream and to follow those dreams. God wants us to be happy. God wants us to feel fulfilled. Um, and then there's the times where you have to open your arms and say, okay, thy will be done, and move forward from there. And learning that to balance that in your life is one of the biggest blessings that you can uh, ever achieve. Yeah, it really is because, um, you know, you can pray, and, and obviously, you know, that's that's my number one, you know, defense and offense is, you know, pray about it. Um, but you can pray and you can plan and you can look at reality and you can do all these things and, and you can try to open doors and close doors. But until you really, um, you know, focus on the dream and um, and realize that there really is a plan for you and you're not the one in control of it, that's when you will start realizing dreams that you never even knew you had. 
Absolutely. And I want to leave our uh, Mommy Jammies listeners again. Thank you so much for hosting Mary Beth and I. We hope that you'll join us on Road School Moms on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to leave everyone tonight with um, the words of Christopher Reeves, who regarding dreams said, so many of our dreams at first seem impossible, then they seem improbable, and then when we summon the will and courage, they soon become inevitable. I think that... um, that these are wonderful words to remember and uh, keep in your heart. Yep, I absolutely agree, and I absolutely love that. And it's been so much fun tonight, the Facebook party um, and and uh, and the Mommy Jammies night. What a great dream that we've realized tonight doing that. And it's been great to spend time with you again, Kimberly. You know I love um, any time that we can uh, have together over the miles. And a special thanks to Felice again for bringing this all together Aww. for us because it really is a dream come true for us. So thanks Aww. again. <laughs> That's so sweet. You guys did a great job just sharing your hearts with all of us. And I never knew that that was uh, something you always wanted to do was be on Mommy Jammies Night. So that was super cool uh, for me to hear. So thanks, girls, for sharing that. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And and they're real troopers on our network. Um, They host every week live. And so, you know, that's um, a great show to catch if you want to put the kids to bed. If you live in Eastern time anyway, uh, you can catch them at 9 p.m. And so I, I know you girls showed that too. Well, um, we're, we do have a few questions here. So let's start with Steve. Hey, Stephen. Uh, he's one of the guys that uh, hangs out over um, with another podcast we do. I know he's helped out with uh, that one at Finish Well. And he has a great question here, and he said, when you travel, how do you go about in evaluating your travel stops? Do you build them around curriculum, or do you build your curriculum around your travel? That's a great question, Stephen. Well, I'll let Mary Beth answer this because she's created a curriculum that uh, works well into everyone's travels. Well, I can tell you that we um, we started out. I started out with this big plan that we were going to create. Um, we were going to travel based on our curriculum and based on the things that we wanted to learn. What I very quickly found out was that um, if you plan, you know, that if we plan our travels, that you you really miss so many things. And that really is just about um, you know, again, evolution. <laughs> or for me, it was evolving the plan. And what I found to do is that just wherever I am, there's so many things to learn about, and that's that's really what drives road trip teacher. Um, wherever we end up, the destinations that we end up in, I create um, um, the you know a, a curriculum across the board for all of my learners um, based on that area. Um, so it's it's very unintentional. It's it's an, we do it, I do it with a purpose, but it's very unintentional and very unstructured. I just kind of. Uh, let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds great. You know, I know that um, we started writing a series of books that, um, which we still have hopes someday to to complete, but um, that had to do with traveling. And you know, it's not as easy as it seems. Uh, you think, oh, you know, we'll just pick a destination and and go to it. But there's a lot of different things that you have to realize and that is something that you guys have done really well well we have another question here uh from wendy and she said how did you figure out how you were going to support yourselves or did you have a plan in place before setting out 
Well, um, Mary Beth and I address that question for the thousands of people who want to go on the road every first Sunday of the month. But um, So you can join us for that location-independent um, series, and you can listen to all our previous podcasts about that. We offer all sorts of ideas of how to support yourself. For me, um, when I went and Googled families that live full-time in our RV, I saw very limited information. And I immediately recognized a need for this information. Even if there were only five of us on the road, I decided that there was a need for this information. <laughs> um, and so we started collecting information from families that were currently living on the road and um, put together a magazine. And then the magazine's subscriber base grew into collective buying power. And the next thing I knew, we had a membership club and hosted rallies and just worked our entire life around supporting the needs of families who do this because we do this. Um, and we know that there's a lot of uh, support that's necessary. So uh, whether you start your own location-independent business or buy a ready-made location-independent business or possibly you can use you can use your current job and telecommute, Mary Beth and I like to say there's as many ways to make money on the road as there are families doing it. It does take a lot of ingenuity and guts, um, but it is completely possible. And the flip side is that um, when you move from a house from sticks and bricks to a camper, you leave all your fixed expenses behind in your mortgage and your property taxes or your rent, and you transfer those to flexible expenses in your gas and um, your lot rent. And so it can be as affordable or as expensive as you like. So you get rid of all that, um, all those fixed expenses, and then you are the master of your income and your money. Yeah, and it's great because if you go uh, to Mary Beth's, or actually Kimberly's, I'm on your full-time families website, you can see some of their get-togethers of uh, where they're going to be meeting up and um, also, you had a rally um, in the past, but you also have one, I'm sure, in the plans. And you've got a little map here that, uh, you know, there's a log of where they've been and so forth. And then with road trip teachers, uh, Mary Beth has come up with some really great um, printables that you can do on the road if you go to some of the places. Like uh, Julie was in the chat room tonight talking about the Grand Canyon, and they have a printable that's a Grand Canyon study guide that the kids can do, um, also another one with the national parks and so forth and a lot of uh, seasonal types of things. So, you know, these are great resources, whether you're on the road or not, um, that are available to moms and dads to use with their children. Well, guys, it has been so much fun, and, um, you know, I know that you guys are in RVs uh, doing this talk, and your family's probably wanting to get in and get to bed, uh, where I can hold myself up upstairs, everybody else is downstairs, it's not so easy for you, so um, give your husbands a hug for me, tell them thank you so much for allowing you to share your hearts with the listeners for Mommy Jamie's Night, and I so look forward to more of what you guys have to offer, you guys both are uh, a wealth of information and so supportive for so many moms across the mile. So thanks again. Well, thank you. I just want to mention on Sunday night, this Sunday night, we're hosting a universal topic. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Orange Rhino Challenge, are you, please? Have you heard no, of that? No, I'm not. <laughs> so it's a <laughs> no. challenge to stop yelling at your kids. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and there's no time like holiday time 
to give yourself the gift of a no yelling year. So join us on Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time, when we talk for, to Sheila from Orange Rhino, all about strategies for being calm and patient with your children. Oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. And I'm doing a podcast on um, hosting holiday events with the children, whether you're attending with the kids or you are hosting an event and allowing children to come. And uh, two things came up that were really funny. Uh, and I said, that was so great, so timely. I'm adding it to my podcast. So we have lots of, both of us uh, and all the shows on this network have lots of great archives so that you can listen to at any time. So Wonderful, girls. Will you keep up the good work? And, uh, you know, it's great, again, having you on. And to everyone, you know, thanks so much for listening. Uh, follow on iTunes. Leave a comment. That really helps us a lot um, if you can do that with our shows or uh, give us a rating on iTunes and share all the links with your friends, and that, again, helps us. So thanks, girls. God bless, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds wonderful. Thanks, thanks so much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. Bye-bye. I'm so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's Night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.